0: You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. One-on-one. He is at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. It's J.P. Sears. Welcome to St. Louis, man. What's happening? Thank
1: you, Chris. Well, I can what's tell you're happening? excited. Yeah, I, I appreciate being here. I've been hanging out with awesome people, and I'm just fascinated by the th- unique things in St. Louis, like these blue mailboxes that you can throw your trash in in the middle of the city. That's really cool of us, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's just We're so helpful,
0: unique. I guess you could
1: say. <laughs> so. Dude, where are you from? I'm originally from Ohio. It's a state uh, below Michigan. okay. And, go on the past you three... got my attention. <laughs> you said Michigan in the same. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. In the past three months, my beautiful wife and I have lived in Austin, Texas.
0: Okay, that explains something we were just talking about. Yeah. So where were you a couple nights ago?
1: Couple nights ago, yeah, Austin, Texas, and Aubrey Marcus's house. He's got, um, you, you know, if y'all haven't heard of Aubrey Marcus, listen, you, to me, he's
0: saying y'all already, y'all, man. You're, yeah. You know, you can drop the y'all while you're here, it's cool. okay. I can speak like yeah, a, a person with a high level here. IQ, yeah,
1: <laughs> right,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you're at Aubrey Marcus. For those of you who don't know, Aubrey Marcus has uh teamed up with Joe Rogan in the last couple of years, and his name has just blown up, but he's self made on his own anyway, health guru businessman entrepreneur really just he's a thought leader now too. philosopher I mean, yeah, author yeah,
1: yeah. like all the things he's really mm-hmm. a, a great probably person. kick most people's ass too he like 100 could yeah. yeah i mean severely he right. would severely injure me uh-huh
0: if if he wanted to look <laughs> good but, so you were on good terms at his home exactly yeah Are, it, should we say compound like is he that kind is he rolling in that kind of donut n- uh
1: i don't that's a good question yeah does he have the dough in the bank? Probably. And I think he'll have the compound set up before too sure. long. You know, machine right. gun guards. Hunting hogs from a
0: helicopter <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I see where he's headed.
1: For sure. But yeah, the guy is great. What Aside from all his great accolades mm-hmm. and his notoriety, he's just a genuine dude. He keeps it very real. Yeah, And in fact, this will sound absolutely insane But that's because it is insane. Uh, The reason why I went over to Aubrey's house, we've become great friends, and he was having a channeler uh, in to do a podcast with him, a guy named Paul Selig. Now, this guy, he uh, apparently channels these guides from a higher dimension, and it is just the trippiest thing. And In fact, Aubrey called me up and said, J.P., Paul Selig's coming to town. I've read one of Paul's books, and I listened to Paul Selig on Aubrey's podcast Six months ago, so I knew of him. And Aubrey said he's coming to town. He's got a new book coming out in November. Would you be interested in doing a video or a podcast with him to help promote him? I'm like, yeah, man, I think his work's awesome. I've got my own podcast coming out, launching in the next week and a half. So I'm like, let's do it. We'll video yeah. the thing and it'll go out on my several YouTube million Facebook. people will
0: see this. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, after the day of channeling shenanigans, which was cool. You're gonna walk it. me through
0: this because uh
1: <laughs> I'm sure so you're from Ohio, I'm guessing
0: you have a grandpa that was blue collar, you have some family that if you told them you were heading to Austin, Texas to speak to a channeler, they'd be yeah. like, Pick up a shovel and do something with your right? Like yeah. what so will you walk me through this? Re- like Do you buy into this? I don't real, know who he is. So he real could be very men don't
1: listen to channelers. That's what my dad That's always fair. thought. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I with, with things like this, I would say I'm always skeptical at first glance. I think one one commonality. Okay, I like of, you. I
0: like that statement. Yeah, right. something we're, I've we're learned about right
1: humanity. Maybe the yeah. only thing I've learned about humanity is we're all full of crap all of the time.
0: Very true. It just
1: yeah. is, is there going to be some genuineness that shines through a crack in the crap? Sure. So of course I'm skeptical going in with Paul, but right away I could tell like he's genuine in the sense like he's not out to deceive people, whether or not he's actually challenging. It's like a channeling, I don't know, but he's like a great guy. But when I was doing my podcast with him, and then later on at Aubrey's, he did a, a one-on-one. So you did
0: one for your new podcast that's just yeah. like, what's the name of that?
1: The Awaken with J.P. Sears Show. Very nice. I named it after myself. Good for you.
0: I was going to suggest that, but I think you've got marketing <laughs> down a little better than I. So,
1: So on my podcast he he did a a reading of me kind of meaning psychically goes into me and what he said did was, he wear
0: protection i mean what kind of what are we talking about was, here okay he's clean okay good 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 <laughs> one of the channels told you that right? yeah, like, yeah he's cool dude is it's all right man. yeah he told me he's yeah.
1: clean and he was channeling it right. physical reality it doesn't matter <laughs> and what he was saying about me like it like a uh, how i am psychologically this stuff that i'm I need to work on within my own being. Like, it was spot on. Like, it really was. Right. To the point where it's like, that feels like a bullseye. And it wasn't these hokey generalities that you might get in your astrology report. Like, Chris, now's a good time for you to let go of things that don't serve you. Does that resonate with you? Go on. Yes. Yeah. And I, I sense that you've had challenge in your life. There has
0: been challenge. Yeah. I couldn't get the donut I wanted this morning. Yeah, exactly.
1: Rough. That's what I just told you. and And then... <laughs> I also Now that I think of it, you did. I also sense that you you have a desire for things to, like things are going okay, but you have a desire for things to get even better. Is Improvement right? is a yeah. goal of mine. Right. I just said that. So anyway, that kind of ho- hokey BS yeah. reading that could come from a fortune cookie, and it's true for 100% of the people, this was more dialed in than that. Mm-hmm. And then at the dinner at Aubrey's house, Paul did a little bit of a talk and then- if people had questions, he was going to answer them. And my wife raised her hand and said, I want, to help, I want you to help me heal my relationship with my sister. So Paul kind of goes into his channel thing. And it's really cool because he speaks in like a trippy voice and says everything twice. It's like, it's a great, great performance. But what he said to my wife was even more dialed in than what he said to me, because like he brought in, Amber's mom, and exactly like how they are with each other and their family dynamic, and my wife was just flabbergasted. I'm just looking at her like, "Wow, that was so spot on." So, so he clocks in and it's go time. It it seems like it, and and of course, like if I had, if you said JP, you have to wager fifty bucks. Is he for real, or is he just kind of speaking generalities? Mm -hmm. I'd say I'd put fifty bucks on it that he's real. Interesting. So you think
0: he's just more tapping into what's in front of him or do you think he is accessing some, I, I'm not trying to sound pejorative here, but another realm of some yeah. sort.
1: I like how you use the word pejorative. It was That's, good. I had It's, it's on so my So pedantic of you. Of, yes. Right. That's um, what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I think both. I think he, yeah. it seems like he taps into both the person in front of him as well as like these spirit guides, Santa Claus, whatever it is. And I say that with zero sense of certainty, only, That's my opinion based on Mm -hmm. personal experience with him.
0: How much ayahuasca was going on at
1: this? At this dinner, significant amounts, like severe amounts. Have you Have you tried that? I have. You
0: have? Yeah, that's like that's once you get in the Aubrey Marcus crew, Joe Rogan stuff. Like (laughs) it's kind of like a rite of passage. There's a woman from St. Louis who's dropped off the map, but Amber Lyons, remember her? Did you know her at all? She went on. She went from CNN reporter to. She's just like a spokesman for ayahuasca now, I feel like, <laughs> which, pay, like which probably
1: pays zero. Yeah, right.
0: And I was like I don't know if this is really the best career path, but yeah. It's interesting to see that. Uh let's talk about the ayahuasca experience. So that's do you I, I there's fads in life and there's yeah. c- cycles to things. Do you feel like uh, it was as advertised?
1: It's a, a great question. All I, I can say it from such a majestic messenger, mm-hmm. that question yeah. came, Chris. Wow. Yeah. You're while tapping we, into something. Wow, his mom spelled upside down. I just psychically <sighs> to tell you that. Good stuff. Uh, you know, my experience with ayahuasca, the one time I've. I drank it. And by the way, it was in a legit ceremony yeah, down yeah. in Costa Rica. It wasn't just like, here's this creepy guy who had a source. <laughs> I got to get you by a a couple blocks north of here. Exactly. Too. Yeah. <laughs> right. My experience, it was a beautiful experience. I had really? physical sensations and visions that did I did. You don't... hear
0: it from the, uh, the big voice. I didn't, yeah. no. But that that's like something that happens at times, that, right? That's yeah. what people say. Because everybody's is different, yeah.
1: And my wife has been working with ayahuasca for five years. She's done dozens really? of journeys. and. And, and what I like best about ayahuasca is it's a tool for people to use if they are called to it to help them live a more awakened life. What I like least about ayahuasca is it's gotten trendy, which means people are using this "quote unquote" sacred substance in a very unsacred way. It can right. be used as social status. Now there's there's friends of mine who are very who, who are regulars, and they're genuine with it. Aubrey Marcus, my wife, sure. You know, I was called to eat, drink, drink it once and I'll probably do it again. But it's not like, you know, how the carpenter has the hammer in the tool belt pulls it out. You know, ayahuasca is <laughs> right. not that for me.
0: I'm almost picturing it like it's the equivalent of uh, like somebody beer bonging out of a of, of a <laughs> an artifact from, you know, like Egyptian times or something. Right. You're like, yeah. That, that's not
1: I mean, it functions at that, but that's not what you need that. Right. Like that's Yeah.
0: It, it should be treated with some respect.
1: I I 100% agree with that. I mean, you're messing with something that's beyond your own mind, which also messes with your mind. And I think, you know, I've known people who have uh, had very negative experiences and gotten impaired a bit in life Mm -hmm. uh, from, I'd say, using plant medicine for the wrong reasons, which gets them into the wrong frequencies. And before too long, people are using it like a drug. And and the people who use it like a drug are the first one to say this is not addictive, and it's like well yeah so is gambling <laughs> yeah. and it's incredibly addictive right. just because it doesn't yeah. have chemical addictive properties.
0: I find that to be uh, I don't smoke myself. I have no problem with marijuana or any products. I'm for it. Like let's make some money off it. Let's if you want to take. I find people to be fairly disingenuous with the, <laughs> with their reasoning for like. Legalizing weed and stuff like that yeah. too. I'm sure you see a lot of that too. I have zero problem. If you want to smoke every day and function at a high yeah. level, per- I don't care. That's fine. But I do find it funny when the wrong people speak up for it as a cure all too.
1: I, I agree. It's like, like I'm not a weed person myself. Yeah. Just absolutely not my thing. And I agree. I think it should be 100% a choice. It's comical that it's not. Yeah. It. It really is. I think we're gonna look back in 20 years and be like, really, we it used to be what? illegal? Yeah. What? yeah, yeah. And, and then you look at people who, you know, most of the people I know who are chronic weed smokers, just no pun intended, who are the first to tell you all its medicinal properties. It's like, bro, you're not using it in a medicinal way. I think your life is actually negatively impaired. <laughs> right. If it's so powerful, then we realize anything with power has the power for construction or destruction. And I don't think it's the the weed itself or the substance, I think it's how you use it, why you use it, and how frequently. So just like any medicine, you can kill yourself with medicine. People do it all the time with opi- opioid yeah. addiction. Yeah. So let's not fool ourselves with this word medicine. I think we're all... Get back to the original point, Chris. I think we're all full of crap.
0: Nice. He brought it back around. Full you can circle. see that all weekend at Helium Comedy Club. <laughs> so let's... It's a callback, yeah. That's right. That's a good term too. So let's let's talk about you. So you're from Ohio. As someone who is familiar with you, but not super into your story, as and haven't had the chance to learn a bunch about you from the outside, you appear to be someone who has had massive internet fame with mocking spiritual type things. But I noticed that I like paying attention to little things. Whatever. I've already noticed like a a f- uh, massage therapist posting about going to see you tonight at Helium comedy club in the mall basement. That so get that plug in. Uh the the folks that follow you, and if you're hanging out with Aubrey Marcus, that means there's some genuine stuff about your beliefs. You keep yourself in great shape. I'm you're talking to mediums, channelers, whatever. Give us your story. I mean, you're here to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Is that your background? Is that something you've transitioned into? Give us the overview of either the character, just kind of uh, what you're out doing.
1: Yeah. So before I, what did, are you? You know, it's like, what am I not mm-hmm. really? Great, I think we're all the question. same thing. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drops. I'm a drop of water in the oceanic consciousness of all that is, Chris. <laughs> and I am also my you. My first and you name. Me. I appreciate that. Thank too. you, Chris. I'm building a rapport thing. with you. That's Chris. good. I'm watching it happen. Or mm-hmm. as the French say, "Report." Oh my goodness. And Chris, does it feel like it's working, Chris?
0: It certainly does.
1: You, like me, enjoy building replicas. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, before I made a single comedy video on YouTube, I, I had been working in the profession as a life coach uh, for 13 years, doing one-on-one work with people, helping them heal emotional stuff, step into their personal power, like really. Like
0: personal business anyway, just saying like, hey, I have tools that can improve your lot in life.
1: Yeah, and and along with that, I was teaching classes, workshops, retreats around the world. So, with that, during those thirteen years of my first thirteen years, what of was my it, what career, was the background
0: in that? I mean, is it a is it a therapist uh, classification? Is it based in some form of religion? What uh, what was the basis? Very
1: untraditional. So uh-huh. I dropped out of college after three months. And, and wow, this, yeah, I was yeah. You were like, yeah, no, smart, not me. Oh yeah, graduated. You got your degree that for, quick. Yeah, sure. So I started studying a lot of courses that would be quote unquote alternative because they weren't through universities. But when I would find someone who I would deem like, this is a wise person Mm -hmm. and they're running their courses, like, cool, I'm not going to fall out of that with a degree. I'll have their certification, which won't mean anything to anybody else, but it'll mean something to me because it looks valuable. So I've done, I've done a lot of that with people in Ohio and California. Mm -hmm. And during the first 13 years of my career, I really told myself uh, a convincing story that it would be bad to let my sense of humor out professionally. Right. Like it would discredit me from being an insightful <laughs> dude, man. Right. But as a kid, much like everybody else that I'm talking to in this conversation, Chris, I used humor as a way of dealing with pain, sure. suppressing insecurity. So my humor, my inner comedian had always been there. But then, four years ago, I'm out, yeah, yeah i I let the cat out. Mm. I'm out of the cage, mm-hmm. so I let my ferocious honey badger lion cat hybrid gopher eagle talons mm-hmm. out of the cage, mm-hmm. and I decided. All right, I, I got to make a comedy video for YouTube. Like I'm just having these ideas come to me. I've got to yeah. satisfy that creative desire even though I do think it's going to be bad for business. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing making videos and yeah. probably not even going to be funny, but I made it.
0: And you yeah. were pay so life coach, you were paying your bills. Yeah. As that that so that's that's impressive on its own, too. Yeah, yeah just from taking that risk and then building up enough of a trust with people that they work with you that much yeah
1: it was a lot of hard work and mm-hmm. but yeah it built up so i could support myself and then when i started making youtube videos comedy videos i zero idea that they'd become anything i didn't even think i'd keep doing it like i'll make one and let that be bad for business but it'll sure but it it, it awoken awoken awakened
0: Woken down then.
1: That's so on brand of me to not know how to say that, (laughs) Awaken with JP. I awakened something inside of me creatively that was very satisfying. So expressing my perspective through the language of comedy, and at first the canvas of that was the YouTube videos. So I was off and running. And the other part of your question, Chris, that I want to address, JP is me, uh, was... I only wanted to do comedy on things that were important to me and that I respected. That's why you know, a lot of my comedy is in the health realm, nutrition, fitness, spirituality, self growth, things like that. And then occasionally like a social issue, I go, right,
0: got to really get in there and, feed it and get it to after the yeah. social
1: justice warriors. I don't like to do comedy on things that I don't respect because I don't think the world needs more condescending judgment. I'll That's just, fair. I'll just keep that stuff to myself. Um, And then, yeah, the transition from YouTube, I started getting hired at like, JP, can you come speak at our health conference or entrepreneurial conference and do some comedy on stage? I was going to say, do you have to
0: ask them? Do you want silly JP? Do you want straight? Yeah. That
1: was a question Mm -hmm. that I'd always have to ask. And,. And and that got me going with, okay, I'm doing comedy on stage. This is awesome. And then last November, so coming up on a year ago, was the initial launch of the full-on live comedy shows.
0: Very, very cool. Congratulations on that. So how is this a full-time? I mean, if you're touring you in Helium. I'm sure you're doing their other clubs. Are you doing yeah. this every weekend now? I mean,
1: it's yeah, uh, quite a bit. I mean, I'm not traveling every single weekend out of the year, right. but you know, this is
0: three nights at a major chain that's a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: awesome. And I was just did five shows in St. uh, St. Uh, Salt Lake City last weekend. And so, yeah, it's a lot of travel and in the comedy shows, it's what's most Im- important to me right now, most exciting. And of course, there's bunch of other pots on the fire as sure. well just to keep me busy and help me lose my sanity but the comedy shows <laughs> the
0: company you're keeping would speak to like i'm guessing you have 50 irons in the fire right there's, i mean that's that's how you have to do it right Do you with the comedy aspect of things do you i mean do you jump in, is there anybody that intimidates you comedically do you just feel at home i mean on stage and and getting after it i mean this has what? to be super super exciting for you but there's yeah. always that other side too
1: Uh, I'm about to say something vulnerable, Chris. Please,
0: JP, get vulnerable.
1: Thank you. Would you mind saying that again with a lighter tone of voice?
0: JP, please get vulnerable. Thank you.
1: So when I compare myself to other comics, I do feel intimidated. And I think comparison is the worst thing we could ever do to ourselves. Sure. Yet when I do that, which luckily it's not often, but I find like, okay, the comics who I look up to, they've all been doing it since they were whatever, 18, sometimes earlier. And I've been doing stand up comedy since November. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I look at that and the game of comparison would say like, well, that means I'm no good. And, and what I have to really remind myself is me standing in my sovereignty, I've got to do my thing because I'm actually not trying to do very thing. I'm not trying to fit into the typical mold of the typical stand-up comedian. Not using typical as in like no, no, as you're I born. Yeah. But but I have the unique blessing of when I show up to a, a club I'm playing to my audience. The people who show up, they already know of me, Uh, so we're already warm. So that gives me the opportunity to really talk about stuff that I want to talk about in my way, rather than the the typical mold of stand-up comedy where you have to realize like all right starting now I'm talking to a room full of strangers who doesn't know me they're probably skeptical against me right from the get go so I've got to bridge and win them over and I've got to talk about general stuff that these people who I don't know can relate to mm-hmm. and and I'm blessed like I get to talk to my audience that's which, pretty nice yeah yeah so you know I have to remind myself I'm doing JP comedy I'm not necessarily doing stand up comedy though
0: you should start hurling insults on Twitter at other comics. Either. I should yeah. like. Start here's what
1: stand-up comedy should be. Yeah. Well, now we're <laughs> talking. Yeah. yeah Apparently, yeah. some guy at the Montreal Comedy Festival was doing that. Did you hear about that? Uh, I di- Who was it? I don't even know his name, but he's he's some YouTuber. Ryan from, from Helium's in the room. That- <laughs> the-
0: oh no, I did hear about this, and uh, he's basically we talked. We yeah, he's basically like exiled now. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, some that that'd be like me going up to chappelle insane chappelle here's i don't was that david david okay david goliath chappelle. i'll look him up yeah he's online mm-hmm. he's bald good it, me going up to some somebody who does it's like it's just ridiculous yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. i just ended the analogy because i'm bored with it. what yeah. i'm saying <laughs> right with the, with the
0: idiot that uh, spouted off at the yeah. comedy festival so okay so you're touring with this very positive experience. You have the podcast. I'm guessing uh, is there a supplement line coming out? I mean, are you are you working on that with the uh, with the Onnit folks? <laughs> be, like how does this? Uh...
1: I, I'm sponsored by Onnit, so okay. I did some promotion yeah. with them. <laughs>
0: there you go. Uh, uh, have you got your blue belt in jujitsu yet? What's what's on the horizon? <laughs>
1: I want to learn how to break someone's arm. Yeah, what, what, you seem like a guy who needs to break a lot of people's sport? arms. What sport is that? Jujitsu or is that <laughs> Thai kickboxing? She, or whatever. whatever you want to do, sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel the snap of a healthy humorous. Mm-hmm. It's invigorating. Yeah, you know, I've got my private membership community yeah. going that I'm devoting attention to every week. Um, I'm doing speaking alongside the the comedy. I've got a we'll be pitching a TV show. I was uh, going to
0: say there has to be an entertainment tie-in even past what you're doing now, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah so there's that and and what excites me is bringing ex- creative expression in a way that I'm not already doing. If someone approached me and said, "Let's do a TV show that's exactly like your YouTube videos only it'll be longer." I'd say like I no. Why? That's yeah. not exciting. Right. It's like dating your ex girlfriend again. It's like no, it's, no, <laughs> yeah, we're good. We did yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, I really am about the TV project. So much out of my control. Will it get picked up by a network? Who knows.
0: You start learning a little bit of behind the scenes on that. Like the amount of things that people make a million dollars on that never even see the light of day. And yeah. that it's pretty fascinating. Actually, it's it's a weird. You could have. Think about it; you could be part of ten shows. I know I've talked to people who've been a part of five, ten shows, never get picked up, and they've got a couple million in the bank from the work too. That's that's just how difficult and crazy it is in that world. Yeah. So I'm sure that's an exciting well, world. I, to,
1: I bet that million dollars helps dry a lot of you know your it tears. does. I bet it. <laughs> they figure it out one dollar
0: at a time, <laughs> as as I've poor, always said. Poor me. Well, oh, gosh. I, well, I hope they figure it out. I hope you figure it out too. It seems like you don't really have enough. Positive things happening in your
1: life, man. Yeah. It's tough. Well, thank you for that sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel very blessed to have yeah. a, a lot going. And, you know, not, of course, I have my struggles and challenges, and I get messy and have my off days. And when I remember to count my blessings, I realize, like, damn, man, I'm, I'm, I'm living beyond my dream right now i'm i'm either not intelligent enough yeah i'm just not intelligent enough to dream a dream this big so i think for myself and i think a lot of people when we forest gump our way through life things not only work out but they probably work out better than what our, our small self planned
0: that's a great way to end it man i'm gonna let you guys get after it go see jp at helium all weekend long this is a weird compliment. You're an excellent communicator. It's very nice speaking with you, too. So it was uh, it was great having you man.
1: Thank you for thinking I'm a, an excellent communicator, Chris. JP, you're, you're a awesome good talker, brother. dude. Thank you, man. And I'm just trying to have the last words so I can assert my dominance over you. Chris, you're awesome. Thank you for having me, brother. We are
0: live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live,
1: live. We are live.